Presented by Facebook. Hey, good morning, playbookers. I'm Rogan Winoval, and it's Tuesday. It's primary day in Idaho, Kentucky, North Carolina, Oregon, and Pennsylvania. We'll tell you what we'll be watching for. It's your Politico Playbook Daily Briefing. There are three major storylines that continue to dominate the 2022 primary season. One, Donald Trump's grip on the GOP. Two, progressive challenges to Biden-like Democratic centrists. And three, the rise of anti-democratic and extremist candidates. All three storylines collide in today's most-watched state, Pennsylvania. The best way to understand the chaotic GOP primaries for Senate and governor there is to remember, as Politico's Charlie Matessian lays out in today's playbook, that, quote, there are few states as deeply infected as Pennsylvania by Donald Trump's election fraud lie. Most of the major GOP candidates were involved personally with trying to overturn the 2020 election results, attended the January 6, 2021 insurrection in Washington, or have fashioned themselves into election deniers. The GOP Senate primary has once again become a battle between Trump and the club for growth. When Trump's first pick, Sean Parnell, dropped out of the race after his estranged wife accused him of choking her, Trump backed Mehmet Oz over financier David McCormick. McCormick, by the way, is married to former Trump aide Dina Powell and attracted some well-known Trump advisors such as Hope Hicks. As Oz and McCormick spent months tearing the bark off of each other, an opportunity emerged for the club for growth and candidate Kathy Barnett. A far-right candidate whose appeal to MAGA voters has translated into late momentum. Depending on who you ask, she's either surging to victory or peaked a little too soon. Trump won his last fight against the club in Ohio, where J.D. Vance prevailed over Josh Mandel. Josh Dossie and Isaac Arnsdorf from the Washington Post report that the club's pack then decided to send Trump a message by dumping a ton of late money behind Barnett. Trump has done everything he can to stop Barnett in the final days, but he may have muddled things or perhaps hedged his bets by endorsing Doug Mastriano, the longtime frontrunner in the gubernatorial primary just three days ago. Politico Steve Shepard notes that Barnett and Mastriano, both of whom were in Washington to protest on January 6, quote, have been running as a loosely joined ticket for months. Charlie adds that Republican strategists and officials are nervous and despairing over the prospect that the party might blow its chances in a key industrial swing state this fall by nominating far-right election deniers. GP anger over Mastriano's lead in the gubernatorial primary has some calling for state party chair Lawrence Taubes's head for not stopping him. Prominent GOP figures are thinking about supporting Democrat Josh Shapiro if Mastriano is their party's nominee. As Politico's Holly Otterbein and Zach Montalaro report, quote, some Republicans fear the already bubbling complaints could erupt into a full-blown intraparty battle should Mastriano lock down the nomination on Tuesday. Multiple Republican Senate campaigns are readying for a recount if the election ends up being as close as polls suggest. Meanwhile, Trump recorded a robocall for Oz that, among other things, Blast Barnett for supporting an Obama family statue in Lincoln Park on Capitol Hill in 2020. Meanwhile, in the Democratic primary, Lieutenant Governor John Fetterman, a favorite of progressives, has had a sizable lead in the polls over moderate Representative Connor Lamb. But Fetterman is not expected to attend what is likely to be his victory party in Pittsburgh tonight because he's recovering from a stroke he had late last week. A Fetterman general election against Oz, McCormick, or Barnett will likely be one of the most intensely covered Senate races in the country. Expect Fetterman, a Harvard grad who has become an anti-fashion icon, favoring hoodies and shorts, and his wife Giselle to be the subject of countless profiles. Here's what's up in Washington today, starting with the White House at 8, 10 a.m. Eastern. President Joe Biden and First Lady Jill Biden will depart the White House for Buffalo, New York. There, they'll visit the memorial at the Topps Market 
where this weekend's massacre took place, paying their respects to the victims. At 11, the Bidens will meet with family members, law enforcement, and local leaders at the Delavan Greider Community Center, where the president will deliver remarks at 1 p.m. At 2 p.m., the Bidens will leave Buffalo, arriving back at the White House at 3.25. At 4 p.m., the Bidens will host a Rose Garden reception for Asian American, Native Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander Heritage Month, with Vice President Kamala Harris and Second Gentleman Doug Emhoff also attending. Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre will gaggle aboard Air Force One on the way to Buffalo. The Senate and the House will hold a joint session to receive an address from Greek Prime Minister Kyriakos Mitsotakis at 11 a.m. The Vice President will also attend. Also, other races to watch on today's primary day. In North Carolina, Trump-endorsed Representative Ted Budd leads former Governor Pat McCrory in polls to succeed retiring Senator Richard Burr. Representative Madison Cawthorn seeks to avoid a runoff against State Senator Chuck Edwards, who is backed by many NCGOP officials, including Senator Tom Tillis. In Oregon, Representative Kurt Schrader, a centrist and seven-term Democratic incumbent, faces a progressive challenger, Jimmy McLeod Skinner. All right. For more news and what's breaking in D.C. right now, subscribe to the Playbook newsletter. That's at politico.com slash playbook. Our music is composed by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. I'm Roku Manavalan. Have a good Tuesday. We'll see you first thing tomorrow morning. Facebook connects people, and they know meaningful connection can only happen on safe, secure platforms. That's why they've invested $16 billion in safety over six years. The impact? They've quadrupled their safety and security teams and addressed millions of pieces of harmful content and removed 1.7 billion fake accounts over the last few months. Learn more about how they protect their communities online and the work ahead at about.fb.com slash taking action.